My name is Jeremy, and this is Good Beer Matters. Number one in my recipe for creating an itinerary is people. I think, you know, whatever your, your passion is, that's how you should travel. You should travel passionately. They're telling other people and they're spreading the word about a style, about a beer, about a brewery, about a, a, a town, a country. Long ago, a side trip to a pub while traveling was enough. Now, squeezing in a side trip to a museum while beer traveling is commonplace. My next guest is one of these people who put beer travel on the map, and she wants to share with us just how wonderful it is. We find great experiences at the intersection of craft and culture. These are the stories of us, of great food and the beer that brings it all together. For the craft and culture of beer, this is episode 139 of Good Beer Matters with beer traveler, Dr. Ruth Berman. Well, welcome back to the Good Beer Matters podcast. This is going to be fun uh, because not only do we get to talk all about beer, we get to talk all about culture, but today we get to talk about going to that culture and experiencing that culture, actually traveling with someone who takes people traveling uh, as a job, as a profession, as a professional. Uh, so, uh, Dr. Ruth, uh, thank you so much for coming on to the Good Beer Matters podcast. Thanks for having me. Uh, so, uh, just a quick orientation, uh, you know, first of all, we need to find out about you and, and what you do both in beer and in travel. So, so lay it on us, if you will. Okay. Um, so my company that I think we're going to be chatting about today is called Bond Beer Voyage. And we are a beer travel company that we created, uh, over a decade ago because we were out traveling on a, um, we were traveling and we traveled a lot. We like to travel, but we were on a wine tour and we had done a couple of wine tours and we were on a barge and, um, it kind of angered me that there was not, um, something similar to wine tourism for people who loved craft beer. I mean, there were definitely, I think back then there were some beer tour companies, but, um, we were on a very nice, you know, experienced this barge with beautiful meals and sightseeing and presentation of the wines and all of this. And it was, it was so lovely. And, um, and, you know, Mike at the time, I really wasn't that much into beer. Mike was into beer and, um, and Mike is your husband, right? Mike's my husband and my business right. partner and has been right. my business partner in, every business from <laughs> for the past 30 years. Um, and um, so, yeah, so he had picked up some beer um, and was doing beer tastings on one of the uh, barges. Another time I picked up some beer for him and we were doing, we ended up doing tastings with the people that were there anyway, even though they were there for wine and whatever uh-huh. else we were there with, we're doing this stuff with the beer. And, you know, I looked at him at one point and said, Hey, you know what? We could do this better. We could do it for beer let's make this happen. And, um, so we came home and, um, started to talk to the barge company that we had just recently been on and we started looking at things. And, um, and my brother sent me this thing and said, uh, Hey, British Airways is having an award for, you know, travel something or whatever. Why do you need some kind of competition? I like things like that. So of course I had to get everything done. Boom, 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 boom. Had to have the website up, had to have the tours. I like all of this. I got it done. 
we won the the British Airways Business Opportunity. Oh, that's grant, fantastic! Right? You know, yeah, uh, it was because there was over a thousand people entered, and it was great because the whole thing was about face to face. Why face to face meetings are important, and I'm like. They're everything. They're everything. Because when yeah. we put the company together, what I wanted it to be was this experiential thing that when you're going somewhere, when you're when you're traveling, um, that it's not just, hey, I'm going here, I have a ticket, and I want to go in and see this. I'm I'm going um somewhere and people know me and I know them and I'm gonna learn about them and what they have to offer. And I can't sell that to my guests. I can't offer that to people unless I have it personally. So, you know, one of our big things was we always went out and met with the people, whether it was the restaurants, the brewery, the, you know, that and in I'm staying with or the barge company I was working with. Um, it's important. It's important to have that um, connection because that's just going to make things run more smoothly for your guests and make them feel more welcome and make them feel the experience you're trying to give them. So, um, so that's kind of how it started. And it just, it rolled from there. <laughs> and, um, well, about what year was this when you started Bon Beer Voyage? So officially under the name Bon Beer Voyage, it was 2009. Um, we had prior to that been bringing people places, you know, and uh, bringing people to Belgium, bringing people wherever, um, but not as a tour company, just like, hey, okay. as a friend, hey, you guys want to go, we'll take you, you know. But I had been working as a travel agent before that. So, um I was in travel, I don't even know how many years before that, on the side when we were running our chiropractic office because I love to travel. So I kind of got into that and started working as an agent at an agency outside. And and then I went back to school, like we were talking earlier about, um, you know, getting trained to be a, a tour director and guide. Um, so I had had that by the time we decided to open the company. So yeah, so 2009, um, it was that summer and then I won the grant by at the end of the year and we ran our first official under Bon Beer Voyage tour um, in 2010 in February. Um, we did a beer safari weekend to Tampa, Florida, and we were the first people to bring an official like tour vacation to uh, Cigar City. And um, it was kind of crazy because we drove up in this big bus and it wasn't a big group, but that's, you know, when you it's a whole thing the size buses and coaches and doing that. But anyway, we drove up in this big bus and people are looking at us and, um, you know, there was a, it was right after Hunapoo, like one of the first Hunapoo days. And, and we have pictures of the stuff on the, you know, on the blackboard chalked in and Joey was serving us beer and like, um, it was great. It was great. And, and then um, later that year we ran our first Belgian barge tour, which was what our, our focus was always going to be these, you know, the barge, the barge tours. And then, um, you know, it, it stemmed out from there. And then we started doing, um, weekends in the States. So we were doing, you know, Tampa and we were doing, um, we've done Washington, DC, we do Asheville. Um, so know, not I mean, everything is outside the country. So some no. things are local, however you want to define local, right? Yeah. I mean, we did, we did even for years, we did, um, we did it, the great California beer rush tour, which was San Diego to Santa Rosa in a week. That was intense. Intense. Um, Sounds righteous, dude. It was, it was, it was kick-ass. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, that was um, great. You know, but uh, 
you know, it's, it's different traveling in and outside of the country, every town, every place has its own, um, you know, beer culture, beer people, uh, beer communities. Um, I think I like doing, I, you know, I like doing local things because I like sharing things here with people. I like bringing people outside of the country because I think it's, um, I think it's a service actually. And in, in a sense that like here people are more comfortable traveling and it's become more uh, common for people to be able to travel within the U S on their own to places. There are, you know, there's local tours and things going on. So I think it's easier for people to go on their own, although they're going to get a different experience than they are, you know, so it kind of depends how you like to yeah. travel, but going out of the country, sometimes that's uncomfortable for people. Um, you know, they're worried about speaking the language. They're worried about, you know, even transportation. I mean, there's a lot of reasons. There's a lot of reasons to go with a tour company. Yeah. Yeah. And, anywhere, anywhere. Yeah. You and I both know all of that is figure outable, but it is daunting nonetheless. So yeah. you provide that kind of easy route into uh, uh, yeah. travel abroad, right? Yeah. So uh, did I get this right? That uh, So uh, you're a chiropractor, right? I am a chiropractor. You're a chiropractor. Mm-hmm. So how did you go from that to where did, where did beer and travel really start coming in? What, what's the origin story of that? So, um, yeah, so I love to travel. We love to travel. And I was doing, like I said, we were traveling a lot. And then I started working with this travel agency doing outside travel stuff for them and taking, you know, groups and doing other things. And then, um, I was talking to one of my um, district reps for one of the high-end cruise lines. And I'm like, how did you get into this? And she's like, oh, well, I was working in the corporate world and I was burnt out. And I found out about this tour directing school. And it was like a light bulb went off in my head. I I was just like, "Hmm." and um, I came home and I said to Mike, I'm going back to school. And two weeks later, or I don't know, maybe a month later, the day after Thanksgiving, I was on a plane out to... um, San Francisco to go to this tour directing school. And, um, and then I came out and surprisingly, um, you know, and at the time, like I drank beer, but nothing, I, I wasn't, it was Mike's thing. Mike was like, he was the beer guy. He was big into like, you know, he joined, he belonged to Michael Jackson's, you know, beer club and all this stuff. And, you know, I mean, it was his thing. And Belgium was his place. Like, you know, I was, I was a Francophile and he's like, I'm like, we got to go to France. And he's like, no, we got to go to Belgium. I'm like, all right. <laughs> you know. And um, yeah, so uh, I, I did this thing and I came out and, um, you know, I, I went to school thinking, this is great. I'll be able to go, go to Europe and people will pay me to run these, you know, tours and I'll get to go. But I didn't realize like how the, the system works. If you're working for companies, like if you're doing like European stuff and things, a lot of time you're signing on to a company for, you know, months at a time. And I'm like, you know, I don't have kids or anything at home, but you know, I got a husband, I got my dad living up the street at the time and whatever. And I got to take care of people. I got, I can't be gone for months at a time by myself. Yeah. You know? yeah. And so strangely enough for a couple who um, did not have kids on purpose, um, I ended up doing student tours and, um, that's how I, you know, got into like really like doing all this. So I was doing student tours and, um, all over the East coast mostly. And, um, 
I, sorry, I just imagined, all right, hey, here, kid, here's how you really drink a beer. Right, well, <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. We learn sometime. If you think about this, you know, almost every seventh and eighth grader in the U.S. for their class trip, they go to Washington, D.C. Yep. So I was doing these trips. I'm a licensed guide in D.C., whatever. But let me tell you something. And it's a very nice community of tour guides and tour directors like we all know each other just like we do within the beer world and um you know after a week or even five days of being non-stop with a bus load or two or three bus loads of 13 year old kids you need a beer so <laughs> Um, so I started, you know, getting everybody together, like who's off tonight. So they text each other and say, Hey, who's off tonight? You know, let's go out and have a beer. And, um, and I, so I learned all the great beer places in Washington, DC. And, you know, anyway, so I, I had this in my head. I'm like, I need to do something. And Mike and I are traveling. I'm like, we need to do something with beer and travel. We need to do something with beer and travel. And like, it was fermenting. And, um, and then, like I said, we were on that, we were on these tours and, and the, the second round of uh, barge tours that we were on, I had gone out, we were, we were in France and the last day we, we, before we went on to the barge, I went to a market at eight o'clock in the morning because they have these great markets in Europe. I don't know if you know, and they sell everything. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so I'm like looking for some kind of cool souvenir to take onto the ship and I find a brewer and the brewery is called La Croix de Rat, the, the cross of the rat. I don't know. And he's got a couple of bottles out there and like, you know, some malt all over the table, whatever and stuff. And, uh, and uh, you know, at the time, like I drank whatever Mike put in front of me. I was not, you know, real swift on beer at the time. I just, you know, I knew it. I like stuff, but I, you know, I said, well, maybe I'll bring my bottle of beer back. So it's eight o'clock in the morning and I am doing a degustation. <laughs> These beers and they were all good. So I bought them all and I brought them back and shoved them into the little, you know, European tiny car that we had with us to get to the barge and they barely yeah. fit. And we brought them onto the barge and it was a bike and barge tour. So every day we're out biking and um, we did picnic lunch. And we had the beers in the refrigerator and then we'd bring them in a cooler with us. And every day at lunch, Mike would pour a little glass out for everybody and do a beer tasting for them. And, you know, then we're traveling around and then the, the, the guide who is the, the bike guide is leading us around. He's like riding and we're going through some towns that were cool and some towns that were not so cool. And I'm like, you know, it would be more interesting if we made like a stop, like you know, bar or something. And like, so we find the bar on the side of the road. And I go over and it's closed. And I bang on the door till they opened up for us. We all go in. We're playing foosball. We're drinking beers. It's good. And it was like, you know, we kind of took things over. And I just looked at Mike. I said, like I said before, this is it. We can do this. You know, we can do it better. We could do it for beer. This is what well, we're going to do. And bless doing. you because, because uh, I, you know, I think of, uh, some years ago, we went to uh, Spain, we were in Barcelona, and we uh, went on with this tour guide who took us to a monastery, and that was great. He took us to this winery, uh, and, and the winemaker came out, and he, we tasted the wine, had some snacks, and he told us stories about the wine and the land. And, the, and it was just, it, so it was story time with, yes. with wine, and it was fantastic. And that was cool. I, I, I love wine. I'm just a beer guy. So that was cool. 
Um, and later on in that trip, we were on the island of Mallorca, and we went to uh, the northern part uh, to a town called Soyer. Uh, and that was where, and I'd been having a bunch of beers from Spain and from uh, you know uh, the rest of Europe, but they were all macro produced good, but they were all the big stuff. And in this town, Soyer, uh, we actually found some beers from a local brewery called Suyerica. Uh, and actually had a couple different beers. They were kind of farmhouse style, still had a bunch of yeast, a lot of terroir, a lot of flavor, a lot of interest. They were craft brewed. They were, they were, it was a small producer and it was interesting. And I kept thinking, you know, why, why don't we have a tour guide that takes us to a place like this? Because along, along this whole town of Sawyer, you have this just beautiful beach. There's a trolley that goes from one side to the other because it's a long beach. You have yachts out in the harbor and just beautiful, great food. It's like, I want to come here for a tour like that. And, and, so, and so I had that thought while I was on that trip. But of course, I, I didn't take it any further, much like you did. Uh, but, but, but that's exactly what that's for is I, I want to experience this place through the flavor and it's just extraordinary yeah hey there it's me jeremy again i forgot to mention that i also have a podcast with my dear friend the incredible julia hers together we've created the sense of beer style podcast it's the essential training for those who want to lead in food and beverage we created prepisodes to cover foundational beer knowledge, as well as style cast to walk you through each category of the 2021 BJCP Beer Style Guidelines. If you work with beer as part of your job, then subscribe and listen so you can become an authority. Go to senseofbeerstyle.com to subscribe. Well, that's what, you know, I mean, culinary travel is a is a thing. I mean, there's a couple of different organizations, you know, there's World Food Travel Association, there's another global uh, culinary association that this is big. This has become huger and huger over the years that people are traveling. People travel. I mean, when you go on a vacation, what do you go on a vacation for? When you go on a vacation, you, you're looking for the breweries, Right. I mean, people like us do that. We plan a vacation. We're going somewhere and like, oh, we're here at the beer fest. We're here for the brewery. We're here in Italy. We're, oh, we found this is my first beer fest. This is my first this, whatever, because that's the way we travel. And and a lot of people do. They travel for wine. They travel for beer. They travel to take cooking classes, you know. Um, you can go tick a list. Like when I was doing those yeah. student tours, right, in D.C., there was, there was, you know, some companies I worked for at the time that, it was tick the list, you know, and that to me was sad, you know, that's, um, you want to be able to, to know what a place is like. You can open a library book, you can watch a video and you can see things, but how do you experience them? You, you know, and, and we're all, um, you know, they used to talk about, are you a kinesthetic person? Are you this or whatever? And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, there's different ways to, experience places you know my i have another passion that's drawing i'm an urban sketcher and so i travel i have the best of all possible worlds because you know i was in belgium last week and i sat there with a beer on the table and my sketch pad and i'm sketching i'm you know drinking an orval and sketching the the scene in front of me and i'm extremely with the ear to ear it. smile yeah you know i'm that's it i mean i'm seeing it through this like okay now i'm looking at it this way through this but i'm also looking at it this way and um 
I think, you know, whatever your, your passion is, that's how you should travel. You should travel passionately and, and find, find those things where you go, whatever, whatever it is, whether it's beer or anything. Uh, so I, I remember, um, uh, years ago working at that same Italian restaurant that we talked about, uh, offline, I had a fantastic restaurant, uh, a restaurant manager who shared something that is, has stuck with me forever and has become even more poignant now, now that I'm working in beer. But he said, you know, people go out to eat for two reasons. One is to have an experience you cannot recreate at home. And the second is to avoid doing the dishes, right? <laughs> and, and, and that completely applies to travel as well. You could go on a vacation where you have an experience you, 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 a, a mind life expanding experience, or you could go to those all-inclusive places. So you can sleep until whenever you're darn good and ready to get up, uh, go out, pull out your book, get, get one of those fruity drinks with an umbrella in it. And you know, whatever, you know, yeah. all of that, all of that is fantastic, but we're talking about the experience type of vacation. Now, from my experience, I do like having a down day where I can just sit and rest and, and uh, put my feet up a little bit, but, but to do something, to travel with intention, to travel passionately, like you said, uh, to have to, you know, it's like, I can go get a t-shirt or a beer as a souvenir, bring it home. But what's even more profound are those memories and that, that, uh, experience that changes how I live my life from here on out. To me, I find that extremely profound and extremely desirable. And, and it seems like that's, that's where you're taking this whole idea of passionate beer travel. Is that fair? I'd say so. I think, um, let me say, I'm gonna, you know, I, I don't know if I should admit this or not, but um, beer, beer is not the most important thing about my travel. When I choose a place, when I choose something, beer is very important. Uh, beer has to be, without question, has to be good, interesting, delicious, all of that. People, number one, number one in my recipe for creating an itinerary um, is people. Number two is a story. Number three is a product, beer, whatever it is. Um, I mean, it, they're all intertwined. And the beer is going to be a direct, indirect, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, correlation to the people behind it. But what makes a beer interesting? What makes, a, you know, I mean, being there and drinking in, in, a, um, in a locale, certainly being in a, the sense of place um, that, you know, your surroundings obviously affect your um, experience. Um, you know, if you're drinking a, a German, you know, beer out in a beer garden and, you know, it's beautiful, whatever. I mean, that's that in itself is, you know, and drinking things fresh. Right. Yeah. Um, but when you can find out about and I'm not talking about like how it's made, like, you know, everybody has a beer tour, every brewery, every no matter big or small, whatever that is, the tour is at two o'clock or whatever it is, you know. Um, in fact, when I. Um, set up stuff with a new brewery. If it, maybe I, you haven't worked with them before, I'll always say, if we're doing a tour, I do visits. Sometimes I do tours. Sometimes I just do visits depending where they are. Um, I don't need the four ingredients of beer tour. Yeah. At some point we've seen enough stainless steel in our life. What else you got? 
Exactly. Right? What else you got is really where it's at because my, people don't need to come with me to do that. They don't need to come with me to go to a brewery to do something they can do on their own. So, you know, if I'm providing a tour in a brewery that doesn't do tours to regular individuals, if I'm bringing them to see something that's done differently, then it's interesting to see your brewery. But I want to know why your beer is special. I want to know, you know, what's different about you? What's cool about your brewery? What's the story? Why do you make beer? Why did you make this beer? You know, and what's, why is this beer even called this? Or why is this brewery called this? And what's the history behind it? And, you know, granted in Europe, there's breweries with, you know, generations old stories we have to tell, which is wonderful. And some of them have amazing equipment to look at that's old and historic. And that's cool as well. Um, but there's some new breweries that are cool, but they just have a different, a different story maybe that they're telling. And um, so, so, yeah, I mean, like you said, we've all seen that. I mean, most people who come with me have been around the world with me. I have, we have a very high repeat passenger rate. So, you know, they know a lot of them, like you said, are home brewers or, um, or yeah. professional brewers or beer writers or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, and the other people are just so passionate about beer. They've probably drank more beer than you and I have going around to festivals and wherever they go. So um, it has to be what's different, what's unique. And, you know, so you have that, that story there, what's unique and what's cool and, you know, in your surroundings and you have these people. And when you have these people that are so like love what they do, they love what they do. And they're, you know, and you hear them like, you know, talk about this or that or whatever, and, and, or talk about their family or how all of it's, you know, that's, what's cool. That's what's cool. And that's what they bring back. And that's what people bring back with them. And you said, you know, you're creating this experience, you know, that, that goes out into all different, you know, that's, they have an experience and they remember and they have these memories. And maybe if they're a brewer or something, they're like, oh, I'm going to go back and I'm going to try and create a beer like this because I like this. And I like, you know, oh, they did this and this is different. I'm going to do this. But, um, you know, it also serves a whole different purpose that you wouldn't think. And, and that um, beer tourism is important to, to sp- to spread uh, the news about a brewery, to share, to promote a brewery even. If you think about this and you say, okay, um, I mean, even now, like how many breweries we have in the States compared to what we did back when I started doing what I'm doing, um, it's hard for people to know about, you can't keep up with it. You can't keep up and know every brewery yeah. that's out there. Yeah. But, if you know, and a sure. lot of breweries here are like, you know, it's, you know, this is our area and this is where people know about us, whatever. But if you're trying to get your stuff further out there, what tells the story? Who's telling your story for you? If somebody goes to a brewery and they have this amazing experience. Hey, we met the brewer and you wouldn't believe what he did with this beer. This And this was, oh my God. And this, you know, and then they come home and they tell their friends. And then when they see that beer on the menu, they're like, oh, that's from so-and-so. And oh my God, we're going to drink this beer because this was amazing. And we were here. And you know what else we know about this town? And, this, and it's, they're ambassadors. Now they're ambassadors for the, um, the brewery and they're telling other people and they're spreading the word about a style, about a beer, about a brewery, about a, a, a town, a country, whatever it is. So, um, it, it carries on, it carries on, but you have to have that, the people behind it because there's no, if there's, if there's no people, there's no stories and there's no, 
here. I don't well, know. and I and I find to build that loyal base of fans, not not customers, but of fans of raving, yeah. raging fans. Yeah, you know, having a good product, a good beer, uh, with with a purpose is also a nice little thing. But but to have that story behind it, that's that's what kind of coalesces and and coagulates and you know everything that i the idea in our brain that's for me that's what turns people from from customers to fans um you know it, you kind of made me think about too i think about uh beer and by extension food or we could even just call it collectively as flavor but to me flavor is to travel as a soundtrack is to a movie we could go travel we could watch a movie without a soundtrack but that would suck. <laughs> well, how, how, how good is that movie really? If there's no soundtrack, if there's no music, yeah. if there's no uh, kind of building of that tension and that resolution and, and, and having that flavor go along with travel to me, those are one and the same. And, and I remember years ago, uh, a nice restaurant that I worked at in the summertime, we had a travel group that came through every single week and it was, they were actually a cycling, uh, a, a cycling tour group. And they would travel all throughout the circuit, but they had contracted with our restaurant so that they, you know, when they got into our town, they would clean up. They, they, you know, they're all in their cycling kits for the duration of the trip, but they brought one nice outfit just to come visit our restaurant awesome. at a nice long table. We put out drinks and, and appetizers and then gave them just an incredible meal, incredible experience. And we got feedback from this uh, tour company that that was their favorite day of their entire cycling tour trip was, was going and, and having that time sitting around a big table and talking, telling stories with great food and great drink. And, and it, it's hard to find hard data to prove this point, but the anecdotal evidence is, is everywhere. And this is, this is one of the things that if you want to create something out of not nothing, but create something better out of something ordinary, add a story, add a flavor track to, to the experience. Right. That's what, that's what people talk about. That's what they bring home with them. That's what they remember these, these things I have. Um, we try to have things like that on every tour, like everything to me, every, every day is like a great day. And, you know, when, whenever we're doing our itineraries and running through them, like, you know, a few months before we're always like reconfirming everything and talking through it. And I look through the itineraries and I'm like, Oh my God, this is so great. I forgot how great this was. And then I, cause I'm, I'm thinking through my head, what we're going to and what the guests are going to experience and, and you know, the brewers yeah. are going to meet and the people they are going to meet and the things they are going to do. And, um, but they do, they have, and the certain things that, you know, there's just, um, stories go over and over and people talk about a trip, a certain itinerary we do, and then they'll talk about, uh, you know, the place with the steak or the place with the, you know, the guy with the, the we have, we have a, a brewer we visit on my, um, Belgium and France, uh, tour and he makes a beer. Um, the town, the town he, he lives in is called Gotham and it's, he makes a beer called the Virgin of Gotham, the Magdagatam, if I'm pronouncing that right in Flemish, probably not, but, um, they, they all have a little female hop cone inside the bottle. And when you open it up, it gushes out and it's like, it's a stick. 
but he'll yeah, sit there and yeah. take the bottle and I'll do this and and it's like people uh-huh. have videos of that thing that they're you know and, and they just remember that they're like you know how's dr canaris you know like he puts he he's got a whole persona and it's his thing and the beer all his beers are good and they all have different stories behind them he has you know the the potter's one and he has a little special mug for that that's like pottery mug and he's got these different things and he's just um it's a little town that nobody'd ever know about you know and in fact way back when he built himself as the smallest brewery in belgium because he had just a little tiny place and now of course he's grown over the years but he still comes out and he explains the beers and he does this thing and and it's just fun it's just fun you know and and having fun and and just you know doesn't have to be so serious um all the time you know um, but but what you're describing is something that's not only fun, but there but it's also memorable because it, it and to me that that's the souvenir because I we could go I could exactly. go to the water park down from my house and have some fun, but I may not remember it ten years from now. But but the souvenir I'm going to take home with me is that memory of like oh my gosh, yeah I need to tell you about this. How cool is that? That's it. The stories. Right? The stories. It's, it's creating. The stories. Creating the experience is creating memories and, you know, and what are you going to, what are you going to remember? Are you going to remember exactly what that beer tasted like? No, you remember you liked it, but you're not going to, you know, but you're going to remember how fun it was and, or, or how much you liked it or how, how the pairing was, if you're doing one of these amazing pairings, right. And like, and you're like, oh my God, one and one makes three kind of thing, you know, like this is mind blowing. Right. You know, Um, that's, that's the kind of things you want to, be able to give to people. Um, that's why you should travel. That's, that's what you should get when you're traveling. You know, don't wait in line to see Mona Lisa that, you know, there's a really (laughs) great beer bar, not far. (laughs) (laughs) You you must've been uh, eavesdropping in my house. I think it was last night or the night before I was talking to my wife about that. We were talking about, uh, travel and, and when I go travel, I I've, the older I've gotten, the more focused I've become. I, I'm a I'm a waterman. I'm a beer lover. I'm a food lover. I love music. Uh, and and the idea of like, okay, you know, I've been to the uh, Uffizi in Florence. I've seen the Statue of David, and that is that is a must see. Uh, I'm sure going to the Louvre is a must see. I've seen the Sistine Chapel. It's a must see. Yep. But but frankly, but that but there are times when you go see this you know, this world famous piece of art or something like that, and you're like, oh, is that all? <laughs> And, and so, so, uh, but there, there's some, there, there's some that, that blew me away and were 10 times what I thought they'd be, uh, David, yeah. uh, seeing, uh, Paolo Picasso's Guernica. I mean, these are things that I just stand in front of for an hour trying to wrap my head around it. But a lot of these things like, okay, I checked that off my list. Time to hit the pub. So we need to do it again. Yeah. For, yeah. For me, for me, I, I want to be near the water. I want to have some good food. I want to have some good drink. Uh, and I want to, I want to do stuff that has some like great stories. Um, I want to go to not the obvious things that you want to yeah. go to, but the, the things that, Oh, I, I, I didn't know that even existed. Let's go there. You know, th- right. Those... those are the best. I didn't, that's, that's key. I didn't even know that existed. Where are we going? I don't know. I trust you to, to take me there. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> But, but it takes someone like you who, who knows it's like, okay, yes, we, if you want to go to the Louvre, you can go stand in line, but I've got a better idea. Follow me. That's the stuff that, that we, we really ought to pay good money for because that's a hard stuff to find. Um, 
Uh, so before, so don't let me forget. Uh, at the very end of this, I want to make sure we talk about your recent trip to Belgium. Uh, that's I want to. That's going to be the capstone of our conversation. <laughs> um, but before we go there, uh, you know, I think about okay, here we are in the U.S. and we think about all the beer cultures. I want to go to England. I want to go to Germany. I want to go to Belgium. Uh, you know, even even France uh, is has a has an unexpected and delightful beer culture, uh, as I'm sure a lot of countries do. Where do people in Europe go for uh, beer travel that's not in their backyard? Yeah, I mean, where, know, inadvertently, where are the hotspots around the world that are worth traveling to for beer? They come here. You know, it's really funny because in the last, I guess, in mostly in August, I'd say, a lot of our um, friends and, and people we know from like Belgium, the Netherlands, France, they're all here. They were like going up and down the, the East Coast. They were in Maine. They were in Florida. They were all over the place. They come to, they go out to, out West. Um, you know, some of them have been to places I've never been to. Um, they come, they come here. They love the States. You know, it's funny because um, when we first started traveling over there, you know, a lot of people and um, down here in South Florida is a big group of people who are um, Belgian fans. Right. And mm -hmm. um and, uh, you know, they're, they want to brew and they do. They, there's breweries that are Belgian style breweries and, and brewing that kind of style. And we went over and we were doing these itineraries and we're meeting brewers and they were brewing. This was the thing, the West Coast IPAs. They all wanted to they wanted to do what we're doing. We want to do what they're doing. And uh, it was kind of a funny thing, you know, I mean, from everywhere. And I, I was you know, like breweries we're at, this is our West Coast IPA taste this. What do you think? I was at a beer festival in Paris one year and there was a brewer from Germany and she's like, oh, would you like to taste my West Coast IPA? You know, it's like, it's funny that, that this is, you know, so I think they, they come here. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's America. <laughs> well, and, and that's fair. I mean, I, I, I grew up in California, lived in Oregon for 20 years, and uh, basically I'm a West Coaster. And, and, and of course, I've seen the tourists come because you want to go to the West Coast. They want to see San Francisco. They want to go to San Diego. They want to go to L.A. Colorado. and see and in Colorado. They, they, they want to go to these places because, you know, especially, I mean, I, I grew up. I grew up what an hour and a half from Disneyland. We went there a couple times a year because you right, know so close. Like but but world, people right? travel from all around the world just to go to Disneyland. Is it's just so that that all makes sense. But when in the context of beer, you know, of course, we back in the day we pulled all of our beer influence from Europe and then made everything our own. Yeah. And these days, and and I like you, I have the opportunity to talk to people all around the world. You know, everyone's trying to recreate that west coast uh american ipa but in germany in ukraine in france and uh but uh just like we were trying to brew european beers without the authentic ingredients right they're using what they have available and right. thereby creating new sub styles and, and this is yeah. the part i find so interesting i think um sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't yeah. And I think um, I, I, I like the brewers. I, some of the brewers I visit uh, are like, you know what? I brew what I like. I brew what I like to drink. And I love that. I love that. And they're just like, if it sells and everybody likes it, great. But I like it. So that's what matters to me. And I think that's, that's cool. You know, yeah. um, 
but yeah, like, you know, I don't, I don't travel to the other side of the world to drink IPAs necessarily. Um, but sometimes, you know, you find something interesting, like the virgin beer I was telling you about. So, you know, (laughs) that's why when I, when I go to a new place, I don't ask them, uh, and I don't know what to order either food or beer. Uh, I, I never ask them, you know, what's most popular. I don't want, I don't want to eat or drink, um, your, your bestseller. And so I always ask them, what do you eat? What do you drink when you're, when you're not working? What does the brewer drink? What does the right. brewer recommend? Right. Something, right. something like that, because I, I, I want, you know, th- there are those beers that, that pay the electric bills. And yeah. then there are those, yeah. there's the beers that the brewer makes because, okay, the electric bill is paid. Now I get a play. Right. I do what <laughs> those I are like. the beers I want. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, um, uh, some, uh, what other places around the world are, are, are becoming known or, or are becoming on your, or getting on your radar as places to explore in terms of beer and food outside of the usual suspects? Well, I, France, you know, I don't know if you consider that starting to become it for me for years, I've wanted to share the fact that France has a great beer culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Paris has a pretty good beer scene surprisingly and i finally um after years of talking about it i finally ran a tour last year i did we did a paris cognac bordeaux tour mm. so paris for beer you know, and then cognac for cognac and bordeaux for wine but even in bordeaux like we found some really awesome brewers there and um i think you know everywhere I think everywhere now, you just got to know where to go. You just got to know where to go. I mean, the, the really cool stuff that was going on, um, you know, it, in Paris, um, one of the breweries, which he's, I heard he left, he's leaving them. So, but it's really sad. Um, he was making weirs, wine beers. Mm. And I'm going to tell you something. Every one of them, we, we went through like 12 bottles of them with them. And uh, everyone was fantastic. And I mean, I, and the people that were with me are no, you know, they're not necessarily, they're beer people. They're beer people before they're wine people. They went on this because they wanted to see what we had to, to bring out there. And, um, you know, they'll drink some wine and they've been with me to the south of France for wine. But, but the beer was why they were there on this thing. And uh, it was great. It was great. And there's... Um, there's a really uh, great beer and uh, beer bar and right across from it, they own a restaurant and they do pairings, um, which is fabulous to see. There needs to be more of that in the world. Um, that's a short falling in the beer world, but um, there needs to be more. Well, you'll that. be happy to hear I'm, I'm doing my part to try and pro- proliferate the whole beer and food pairing thing because that, that's that's just the next level. Well, we did. Did I tell you what we did? I don't know if you know this. We did... Um, on my, you know, I do these trips in Provence in the summer where I joke that I cheat on beer with wine and, um, but we usually find some beer things. So, um, I, um, when I was setting it up, I was touring with the tourism board takes us around and they bring us to this Michelin starred restaurant and they bring the chef out and they go, here's a chef. He's from Belgium. I was like, you know, and was like, have you ever done any beer pairings? This and that, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, it took me like talking with the company who owned the restaurant and this and the, and the people in the tourism office for them and all this back and forth. 
And I ran this summer what I think might have been might have been the first of its kind Michelin starred beer versus wine dinner. Oh, oh amazing. Yeah. So five courses. And um, so they set it up and they own a winery too. So we had spent the afternoon at the winery doing a blending course and all this. And, and then we, we went back to our chateau. We got changed. We went back to the restaurant and um, before it was done, they had sent me over the menu. Now, usually when I do a, a, a pairing dinner, I taste beforehand. I go and taste and whatever. I at least know what the heck I'm talking about. And I yeah. speak French, but I got to tell you this menu I was, you know, what is this stuff? And they sent it over to me. And I was actually in Italy. So that I had a Zoom with them and with the chef and the sous chef. And like, so we're going through the menu. Okay, what kind of beers? What are we going to do with this? But he had a, um, he has a restaurant in Belgium now. He used to have a two-star Michelin that he got tired of and closed. And, um, but anyway, he's back in, in Brussels with another restaurant. And so we're talking on the zoom and going through the things. Well, let's just do Belgian beers because we're here. We could bring them over and we'll, because we don't know, you know, in France, we know where to get some beer and some crap, but you don't know exactly what's available near, uh, in, in Chateauneuf. It was in Chateauneuf de Pop too. I don't know if I told okay. you that. So now I'm bringing yeah, the wine beer country. in. Yeah. Like wine capital. And <laughs> I am bringing the beer in. So, um, yeah, it was great. And, um, I kind of do that a lot there now that I think about it. But that's another. Anyway, so yeah, so we went over the whole menu. We came up with the pairings and we brought in. It was all Belgians. So it's all Belgians and then all French wines. So Belgian beers, French wines, all the way through. Um, we voted on every uh, pairing. And in the end, it was a tie. It was a tie. Yeah. So therefore, everyone won who was yeah. there to taste yeah, it. Yeah, it was all, drink. I mean... But amazing, like these flavors together. And you're like, you know, there really is something to be said about like Michelin, you know, you think, you know, but, but I've eaten at two Michelin restaurants in the past six months, I'd say. And when you get that kind of flavor thing going on in your mouth and you're just like, holy mackerel, this is just, you know, shooting off things in my brain. Like what, what's going on here? Like, it's different than like, you know, that you could have great meals and like home cooked stuff. That's so like, this is so delicious. and I love this. And then there's something different about whatever they're doing with these things. I don't know, but um, it was great. And it was awesome when, when you have like, when you, you know, when you get these pairings that are so amazing I and mean, it was like, well, we like this better than this, but it wasn't because this was bad. It was just because this was better, you know? Um, and, and trying to explain to these people about, you know, uh, the other people when we're talking them into why, why beer is better with food 90% of the time than wine, but that's a whole other, you know. <laughs> and, and frankly, I, I, you know, I absolutely believe that, but you know, if, if I, if I have to suffer through another beer and wine dinner, I'm absolutely willing, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, we're already booked for next year for, for doing it because that was one of those things that people were like, holy cow, I can't believe that, you know, this is happening, All right. So what, what, if you were to deconstruct that experience, what are the bits and pieces that made that so special? Uh, place, uh, you know, we were in, you know, that tour is a very luxe. I mean, we stay in a chateau in the middle of a vineyard just outside of Chateau de Pop. The people, always the people, you know, because the people are on my tour. Um, I think everyone that was there with us, except maybe one, 
had traveled with us before for beer. Um, so we know that they're, I mean, they're, they're, they like wine, but they're passionate about beer. So that was interesting. The, um, the food, things unexpected, um, unexpected. We, we ate, we ate, um, pigeon. Mm. I didn't know this was a thing. It's a thing, pigeon. It's a thing. And there's all this, there's a, whatever, that's a whole other, but it was the most, it was like a cross between a filet mignon and a duck breasts. I don't know. Interesting. And we had it, whatever. I don't remember exactly how they prepared it, but I'm pretty sure we had it paired with the beer was the uh, Duchess de Bourgogne. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just, you know. Um, so it was, you know, the the place we were in, you're in Provence, it's beautiful. You're outside overlooking, you know, whatever, you know, and the, and the, you know, they're pouring here and they're presenting it in the courses and, and um, just to sit, relax, enjoy the flavors of Provence with, uh, you know, fabulous beverages and trying to um, experience it more than just eating the food, but trying the food with this, with that. How do you elevate this to a different level? Um you know, and kind of having background on everything there because we had been spending a week, you know, visiting wineries and things with people. And we had also traveled with them, you know, through Belgium for beer. Um, so I think it was, it was a lot, you know, it was everything that was, I don't know. So I, yeah, I have, come, to, have to come next year and find out. <laughs> twist my arm. I dare you. Um, you know, uh, one one little bit of logistics that I'm thinking about though is is you know the idea of going and eating and drinking all day every day doesn't sound awful but yeah at some point you're like okay I'm full what what do you do in you're between not. meals you're with not. Your this, is, this is it you're right you you can't you can't if if you see my tagline for myself I call myself the BBB the brains beyond the beer mm-hmm. when Mike and I started the company he's like yeah hey, we got to visit this brewery this brewery I'm like that's nice but. We need beyond the beer. We need yeah. to see some because again, yeah, you're going to a, a country and you're saying you want to experience it through the taste, but you also want to see, you do want to see those things oh, yeah. that, are, that make it beautiful. So, um, I don't know, mind and, seeing the Sistine Chapel. It was lovely. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, um, you know, in, in Belgium, um, you know, we do tours. I have, t- uh, guides of private tours of like, um, the cities, um, we do a great tour in Ypres, um, and then we visit the Flanders Fields Museum on that itinerary. Um, so we're, we're doing different cities, different towns. Um, on one of my itineraries, we visit a cheese farm in the Netherlands. Oh, cool. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, and it's, it's not one of these big, it's really funny because it's down this road that. I never get the same bus driver to work with me twice on that itinerary because this is canals on the sides of it. You know, you're going on this big bus down this like thing and they're like, we're not going to make it down there. I'm like, you are. And I always have them call the woman who owns a cheese farm and she'll say, walk there. You know, cause you have big milk trucks coming through there, you know, but yeah, yeah. it's one it's, it's the bus takes up the whole road and then this canal. So we'll be driving down there to get to this place. And, and um, one time there were cars parked, on the road and like I had to go out and like bang on people's doors to get them to, you know, we were going to have to go out and move the cars. 
to get the to get the thing down there. Another time we were coming back and there's a big milk truck coming at us. The milk truck backed up a mile down this this road, like to let us because it's what it is. It's what it oh, is. Oh my goodness. But That's but funny. she's you know, she's fabulous and it's like family run and, and so, you know, again, the people, the experiences, they love this, they love what they do and and um so yeah, I mean you have to do whatever what's what's you know what do you want to see what's there to you know we're doing a tour um what are we doing we're doing this beer and chocolate thing now so um this is a new itinerary and um but we're doing walking tours we're doing the museums it's it's great there's great um museums in belgium for you know chocolate frites everything but it's really nice there's two um museums that we're using and one of them kind of tells the whole story of, you know, chocolate all the way through. And the other one talks about um, chocolate in Belgian, Belgian chocolates. And the families behind, just like there are behind the breweries, it's this families behind uh, these chocolate makers that are also famous, you know. So, um, you know, there's just different places have different interesting things to sites to see. And, you know, whatever the experience is going to be, we're going to go find it and do it. So. That's great. Um, uh, so I, I said I wanted to make sure we save this trip or this uh, story for last before we wind down and we're getting close to winding down. Tell us about your recent trip to Belgium. What did you do? And, 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 and uh, you know, you, you tell the story. It's your story. My story. Well, what did I do or why did I go? <laughs> did I go? Um, I, it was an unexpected uh, until a few months ago trip. Um, I went to a Belgian beer weekend in Brussels because I was knighted by the knighthood of the Brewers Mashdale. Um, congratulations. Thank uh, you. and for, and for those, for those who, who, uh, are probably thinking, say what, what <laughs> is that? <laughs> what, what exactly is that and the significance of that? So it's, um, it, it, the knighthood is come down from the, the guild and, and the, um, the guild is like one of the oldest guilds around the, the brewer's guild. And basically there's, um, you know, people from the breweries, the generation, the generations are, they're like knights by right, I guess. And then there's people that are honorary knights. And those are people who have, um, served the Belgian beer culture, like helped uh, promote Belgian beer culture. So um, people who are writers or, you know, people like me, I bring people over, but I also do, you know, tastings and I do promotions at festivals and things, uh, you know, sharing the love of Belgian beer, I guess. Um, so um, it's amazing because, you know, the whole weekend, um started out where they do the, you know, the blessing of the beer and there's a mass in the church. And, you know, I mean, Belgians take their beer probably more seriously than anybody in the world. But the funny thing is they're like, I always think of the Belgians. I don't want to say the jokers, but they're the, they're, they're fun. They're the fun people. Right. But they're serious in a fun way. Right. They're serious yeah. about their beer. And so they had the mass, you know, and we were invited to that, which was great. There's, you know, parades, uh, and there's, um, you know, they, they did a knighting of um, some people who, who were like Belgians during the first thing and, and meetings. And then they did, uh, that was Friday. And then we got to go to the festival, um, you know, and all the brewer, breweries are out there and, and, um, and there, I mean, trumpets blaring the whole, I mean, it was, it was like, 
awesome. And then on um, Saturday, they did the night and they nighted, I think, 19 of us. Um, and there was a couple of Americans, which is great. And, As I say, there's probably not very many Americans. I, I, I can think of Garrett Oliver, and, and that's where my yeah, list ends. It's few. Um, um, last in, you know, in May, uh, they, we did a whole uh, Belgium comes to America thing in Florida and in D.C., and uh, the brewers came over and they did some events for industry. And then they did a big beer festival in D.C. And they did a nighting at the ambassador's house. And so um, Suzanne Shallow, do you know Suzanne? Um, no. Craft beer seller, the craft beer seller franchise. Uh, okay. Beer. Actually, no, that's ringing a bell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, you know, Greg from the Sovereign and all those restaurants, Greg Engert um, from DC. Mm-hmm. There's some different people from, you know, some whatever, but there were some people there that got knighted at the Belgian ambassador's house. That was pretty cool. Um, so anyway, yeah. So there are, there are some Americans that, you know, because listen, let's face it here in America, we do love Belgian beer. You know, mm-hmm. there's some of us anyway, and, and those that do are pretty passionate about it and like to share it. And um, it's nice that they recognize that, um, you know, and it's pretty cool. It was just, I mean, you know, you go through your life and you don't think, you think just, you know, you're going to grow up, I'm going to grow up and be a doctor, blah, 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 whatever you're going to be, you know, whatever. And I, <sighs> I did all that. And then, you know, I always say, I, I never thought that I'd be spending my time taking people around the world to drink beer. And I certainly never thought I'd be up there and somebody taking a brewer's paddle and, you know, <laughs> it was crazy. Well, and the thing is, it's, it's like now you could like not bother telling people you're a doctor anymore. You can say, I'm a knight. Because <laughs> some people are like, oh, you're a doctor. Oh, all right yeah, on. That's, yeah. that's exceptional. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, oh, I'm that's a, cool. you're a knight. <laughs> I know. I think much more people think that's cooler than, than, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah because there are a lot more people who are doctors than there are knights so that's that that is something that that, that's a story that you could share around the table after a couple beers it's uh it's awesome it's awesome well, yeah. congratulations. I, I'm, thank, I you. thank you for sharing that. And, and, and I'm so glad that we decided to schedule this interview after you came back from that trip, because that it just makes for a better thing. But uh, to wind down and be respectful of your time, I'm gonna, I've just got a few uh, quick questions for you uh, that uh, may, you may take longer answers, but that's up to you. Tomorrow, uh, 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 Dr. Berman and uh, Knight of the Mash Paddle, you are now going to become queen of the beer world for an entire day. What is, one, what is one thing you would change? What One thing you would change about beer in the world? Um, well, maybe uh, what we were talking about before, about the restaurants. I think I would make it so that um, restaurants everywhere became more aware that Beer is a better or as good as, depends, um, thing to pair uh, and have availability of beer on the menus and educate the staff to do that and and bring that in and make it, make it, make it happen, make it happen. Yeah. I think that would be something that would be worthwhile. Yeah. For, uh, for all the younger people today who are just entering uh beer culture, drinking culture, uh, the, the world of, of flavor culture, uh, 
you know, there's a lot of stats out now that, you know, they're drinking less, they're drink, not drinking at all. They're drinking, uh, seltzers and, and stuff that, uh, I'm biased, but I will say does not inspire me like beer does. So what advice would you have for younger people who are kind of entering this, this culture today? I'd say, uh, listen, I always say drink what you like. In the end, you should drink what you like. I think maybe uh, the people that are drinking all that other stuff are drinking, you know, what is your reason for drinking? What is your reason for drinking? Are they drinking because they want to buzz? Are they drinking because they're looking to pair with something? Are they drinking as a social, you know, lubricant? Are they drinking because they're trying to learn about a product? I mean, you know, to, I think we can't uh, tell them what to drink or whatever, but if they're looking to learn about craft beer and, and the culture that goes beyond, you know, with it, then travel to places, talk to people, go to the breweries and the tap rooms and try things, try things. That's it. Try, be open to trying different things. You know, there's so many people and I, and I don't know if you talk to, you know, younger people or whatever that, even older people, people our age or my age, I don't know, your age, <laughs> whatever. I've, I've got some gray in my beard. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't drink. I don't like beer. You don't like beer. What you need to try beer? Like I, I think all of us that are in craft beer have this again. You know, and you try to like do it nicely. But I was, I was in, um, I was in Fire Island, right on my way to Belgium. I visit some friends there that have a home there. I've never been over there before, and there's a bunch of guys in the house. And all of them are like, oh, you know, we don't drink beer. Yeah. I, I, I think it's funny when I hear someone, uh, typically someone older uh, says, well, I'm a wine drinker. I don't care right. much for beer unless I'm watching a game and I'll have a banquet or something like that. You know, I, I always want to just kind of pull them aside and say, you go talk to your winemaker and find out whatever he or she drinks. I'll bet you there's some good beers on that list. <laughs> right. Well, uh, well, I did. I, what we did was these guys, we did a beer tasting for them. We called the local shop and how you have to ferry it over to Fire Island. And I ordered Belgian beers. I ordered like whatever Belgians I had on, on the shelf. I said, send them all over. And they sent them on the ferry the next day. <laughs> Chilled them out. And we did a beer tasting. Then we did a beer and chocolate pairing for them. And all yeah, of a sudden they're awesome. like, oh, I'll finish that bottle. I like this. I, you know. And I was like, <laughs> Awesome. Um, what, one other quick question or a couple more questions for you uh, before we go. But uh, I think this one is important and unique to you in this particular episode. But do you have just a couple pieces of advice to uh, uh, beer travelers uh, or people who want to start beer traveling around the world? Um, sure. And the obvious one would be to sign up for one of your classes. So I'll take that off the table. What other <laughs> advice do you no. have? <laughs> well, no, that's not. Here's the thing. It's not necessarily because I, my tours are not necessarily for everybody. I think the first thing is if you're going to travel, whether it's for beer or whatever it is, you need to know what kind of traveler you are. Um, you know, are you someone um, who likes to be really active? Do you, do you want to bike? You know, do you want to hike? Do you want to do this? Do you want to um, are you a foodie? Do you want something that the food is important or do you want something that's just like, Hey, we're taking you to, uh, you know, this brewery and this brewery today, and then you're free the rest of the time, do whatever you want. Or do you want things planned out for you? What you need to kind of think yourself before you go looking at other things, what kind of traveler are you and what do you like to do? Because that's how you find the company that's right for you. You know, um, Granted, there's a lot of breweries in Belgium, but there's certain places people want to visit and you can get to a lot of places with different tour operators. But 
how do you want to do that? You know, we love that we do. Yeah. On the barge for us, because you're unpacking, you're there and we take you everywhere and bring it back. And we have great chefs and it's food and all of that, but that's not for everybody. There's people that want to go out and just, you know, I'm having frites for dinner. I'd rather spend the time sitting in the guard, drinking the triple, you know? And yeah. I mean, we have time for that, but that may be how you want to spend your afternoon. So that's okay. So you, you need to, I think the most important thing is know what kind of traveler you are. Um, the next thing is um, for all travelers, beer or not, I can't, I can't stress this enough. You know, I don't even know. I own a travel agency as well as a tour company. Okay. And I see this. Didn't know. Trip, in, trip insurance. Trip insurance. If you're going to Europe or you're going out of the country, 90% of health insurance do not pay for stuff outside of the U.S. If you're lucky enough to have a company like that, great. But the thing is, crap happens. Stuff happens, however you want to say it. And nowadays, travel's not as easy as it used to be with flights and this and that and whatever. Cover your butt. It's worth it. Um, best ideas. What else do I need to tell you about going on no, a trip? No, that's, I mean? that's oh. perfect. That's perfect. And, and on my website, there's an article called To Ship or to Schlep on my blog. The Ship or to Schlep is read through that and know how have plans on how you're going to bring back, bring back your stuff because inevitably you are not going to go to Belgium or Germany or anywhere and not be coming home with bottles. Yeah. Well, a quick story uh, on my way home from Spain, I did schlep uh, a number of bottles, most of which made it. Uh, but, but luckily, luckily I had the wherewithal to think, you know, I'm going to put these bottles inside a sock so that if they did break, all the big pieces are going to be fairly contained. Uh, and, and, and one, one bottle was sacrificed to the, uh, travel gods and, uh, and luckily all the big pieces of glass were contained. So I just took the sock out, threw it in the trash and washed everything and and life went on. Yeah. But it's important. You need, you need to think ahead. On that kind of stuff, you need to think, you know, how much weight am I allowed to take back with me? Yeah. You yeah. know, and like, you know, all, all of that. It's a, it's a, and, sh- and shipping is not cheap from from Europe, you know, and yeah. uh, whatever. So there's a lot to consider there. If that's if that's your plan is to bring stuff back, think ahead. Think about your suitcase. Do you have a wine suitcase? Do you have this? Do you have stuff to wrap it in? You're not going to find bubble wrap in the in the stores in Belgium. So if you want that, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and then one last big heavy question before we uh, finish on an easy one. Um, and you may have covered some of this already, but I'll ask you nonetheless. Why does good beer matter so much to you? All right. This is going to sound a little weird. but I like weird. I'm weird. This is weird, but it's a little off. But I think in, in, in a small part of uh well some small part of it beer is really the answer uh part of the answer to world peace i'm with you explain okay yeah because if you think about it beer and beer travel people go to a bar to a tasting room to wherever on a tour to try beer to try good beer because the beer the beer is what pulls them in. The beer is what pulls them in to, to be there. And then they're sitting there in another part of the world and they're sitting down and they're talking to somebody 
sitting by them from somewhere totally different and they realize yeah, they're just like me, right? They're just like me and they're making friends around the world. And they, you know, why are we going at each other when we're really not this different? We're really underneath it all. We like the same things and, you know, we're people. And, you know, so I think that beer is always been, I've always said beer is a great connector. And, you know, I think you have to have good beer to bring people in. And when you get people together, you know, it's nothing better. That's beautiful. Uh, And that is, that is pretty much why I do this podcast to help get rid of the us versus them problem in the world. Awesome. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so I appreciate your uh, answer on that one. Um, So anyone who wants to look you up, what is the website? Where can they go? www.bonbeer.com or bonbeervoyage.com. So B as in boy, O as in Oscar, N as in Nancy, beerlikeyoudrink.com. Awesome. Um, uh, And Ruth, you you and I connected on LinkedIn. Uh, I think, I forget how that all began, but but when I started looking at what you're doing, I just got really, really excited about it because I think what you're doing is not only, let's just be honest, it's really, really cool. It's not terribly common, uh, but I, I find, and given the answer you just gave, I think it's essential. I think it's, it's one of those things where the ROI on this isn't as obvious as, as other things, but it is absolutely there and worthwhile and necessary. And I'm just grateful that you're doing it. And I'm grateful that you came onto this podcast to share it. So, so thank you. Thank you. Right back at you, man. Not everyone can easily travel abroad. For some, it's a bit of a luxury, but unlike other luxuries, travel is an investment in your experience and your lifelong perspective. No matter how far you can go, My wish for you is to just go and seek out your beer travel destination. In the next episode, we head to a culinary culture deep behind the lines of wine dominance to discover a craft beer culture on the rise. I'm on a virtual tour of the craft and culture of beer around the globe. I've put Good Beer Matters on video so I can take you along for the ride. If you know of a person, a place, or a beer story that needs to be told, let me know. Meanwhile, grab a beer hang out with friends, and let your world open up. Thank you for listening. Cheers.